Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will let you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Yes, sir. They are the best in the business. Top Sport. And when you join, make sure you use the promo code UNFILTERED. They will treat you like royalty. Welcome, legends, you well-hung lot. And I'm not talking about a little bit well-hung. I'm talking about slapping the legs, bruising the knees hung. And yeah, I'm talking to you, big guy, directly to you, the guy with the smile on his face thinking, yeah, it's me. Time to relax and get into the best rugby league podcast there is and the only one that talks with the legends and not about the legends. 12 different guys on this episode alone, some legit fucking rugby league royalty dropping in for you to enjoy. So get your hands out of your pants, concentrate and get ready for the shit. You've been warned. Twenty twenty two, a breakout year for our guest on the Rugby League Superpod. Joining us for the first time from the Green Machine, Matt Timoko. Twenty twenty two, what a year for you, mate! Yeah, it was. Um, I think for, you know from the end of, of the twenty twenty one season, I kind of set out a goal you know, that I wanted to to start every round, and um, you know, and I did, and. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for making that happen and, um, you know, achieving that goal. As you said, playing every round, the demands, the physical, the mental demands of first grade, always the the older players say that's where, you know, it really gets tough. But to be able to play every game, mate, that's that's a huge badge of honour, isn't it? It is. And, um, yeah, you're right, you know, how, how it does get you. I, You know, you, you get real sore physically but not only physically you get really tired mentally too yeah. you know um you know having to you know do all this preparation for you know different teams for different weeks and um you know I've, one thing i've learned this this season it's actually really good to get away away yep. from footy sometimes you know when you get the opportunity just to you know refresh your mind um refresh your body and then to get ready for the next week so every yeah um i think that's probably one thing I'll take into this year because you know I'm, I love watching all the footy and my mind always ticks over when I'm watching um, different kind of teams and that. So that's probably something I try to integrate into into this year. Some guys like golf. Uh, other guys like Elliot Whitehead think they can fish. Um, <laughs> and just to get away from footy, what do you enjoy doing to just clear the mind, mate? Yeah, I've been starting to to go to golf. Um, I'm hopeless at it, by the way, but I've <laughs> I'm giving it a crack. Um, 
I've been going a few. I've been on the course a few times, but I'm still trying to go to the driving range just to, yep. um, you know, get get my swings right before I um, before I you know try to actually go with all the boys yeah. that um they go on the course because there's a few of them that um that that are pretty good at it. But um, yeah, I've I've just started out with um, me, Sebby, Chris, and Xavier, and Elijah Anderson. We're kind of in a new, the group that's kind of new to golf. So I've been going with them. We're all in the same um, level, and yep. um, yeah, no, it's been good. Thanks for dropping in, Legend. A really cool insight on what was a great year. Look forward to chatting again over the remainder of the year. No worries. Cheers, mate. Our guest on the Superpod grew up two and a half hours inland from Brisbane and the Goldie at Dalby in the Western Downs region, a town of just about 13,000, 14,000 people. Bo Firma, what do you miss about the hometown, mate? Um, I'd say the people that are in it. A lot, lot, lot of my family's still out there, aunties, uncles, and mum and dad are still out there, so I'd say probably the people in it. I don't. Um, I don't say I don't miss Dolby that much, but there's not a whole lot to do out there. So I enjoy living on the Gold Coast a bit more than I did in Dolby, mate. If you were the tourism officer for Dolby, what's the best pub and why? I'd have to say the Dolby Leagues Club. There you there's go. A really nice Leagues Club um, in Dolby. There, um, right on the right on the field where I used to play all my junior footy and everything like that. And it's. It's probably yeah, it probably is the best pub and best restaurant in town. Actually, it's the best feed as well, is it? Yeah, it's good feed there. It's it's pretty it's pretty flash for Dolby. Actually, it's um like it's not like a little country leagues club. Like it's a really nice leagues yeah. club, which is good. Best footballer to come out of Dolby, apart from yourself, of course. Oh, I'd have to say Andrew McCulloch. Yep, three hundred NRL games, Origin, and yeah, so it's definitely him. If you're selling. Dalby to tourists, what's the best small rural town around the area to visit and, and, and what's cool about it? Um, I'd probably say the Bunya Mountains, which is probably um, 20, 25 minutes out of Dalby. It's a, not really a mountain, but it's, it's a, yeah, it's really nice, like rainforesty area and walk, all lots of bushwalks and stuff like that. And there's nice restaurants up there. So um, I'd probably have to say that. The Bun Pub's an eye opener. Yeah, that's on the way out there, so you can you can pull in there on the way out or the way back in the Bun Pub. Yeah, a day at the Dalby races. Have you done it? I went out with uh, the other half, who looks like a, a lot like Junior Paulo in size, anyway. Um, and we had a cracking weekend at the Dalby races. Yeah, I've been to one Dalby races actually, and it was a it was a big weekend to say the least. They love their beer and drinking out there, so. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good time out there. Actually, there's a picnic races I went to, which is the biggest one that in the in the year at Dolby. So, yeah, it was good fun. Cheers, Bo. Appreciate the chat and the look at your hometown, mate. Cheers. Thank you. This is the Rugby League Superpod, and each and every week it is our pleasure to welcome Dane from Clarkie's RL column. They are the leader in Rugby League social media all over Instagram, all over Facebook, uh, news, reviews, opinions, all of it is right there. And each and every week Clarkie makes a call. You guys agree, disagree, rant, go off on your own tangents, and we read out the best, worst, and ugliest. Clarky, as always, mate, welcome. What is your call this week, and what are the punters saying? G'day, Andy and listeners. This week we have gone with 
With an already considerable and growing injury list, the Storm are one key injury away from missing the eight. Now, let me say, Andy, this was certainly not my preseason prediction. I went against the crowd there. I said the Melbourne Storm is still a top four team as long as they've got that key spine there. But I just get the feeling now, I mean, we're only into round three and their injury list is already considerable. I just feel that if Puppenhausen's returns a little bit complicated or a key player like Hughes or Harry Grant went down, the ship could really fall apart here for the storm. How are you seeing them? Uh, I think there's a huge question mark over if Ryan Pappenhausen will play at all this year. That is uh, that is one to, to keep an eye on. The Melbourne Storm have played this down. Ryan's played this down, but he is nowhere near even eight weeks. Uh, this is going to be a developing story across um, the next couple of months. Adam Taylor on Facebook has said, I don't agree with this, Clark. He never ride off the storm. Yes, we have a number of injuries to key players, 11 at last count, I do believe. But look at the players that are due back over the next three or four weeks that almost guaranteed a game. Coates, Eisenhurst, Tarek Sims should be available. Then Munster, Kamikamitha, Jennings and the PNG wrecking ball, Olam over the next few weeks. So there's one for don't ride off the storm. Yeah, interesting one because um, those four players were actually named this week after I made this call. Yep. But I still think their middle is a little bit thin. Yeah. Missing key forwards like uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Tom Eisenhuth, Tepai Maroa. And that's why Nigel Jenkinson here says, no, the Storm are one injury away from unearthing another origin player. They always bring quality through, still top eight. I do agree with that slightly, Andy, but I will offer that probably their roster isn't where it's at depth-wise in previous years. I know they did sign a good little young gun there from France, yep. but I look at their top 30 and I just don't see where that next sort of star is going to come through and step up for these key injuries, Andy. Tully Potts says, what a ridiculous statement. The greatest coach of all time, an incredible youth system and previously injured players returning soon would be hard to name eight better teams than Melbourne reserves, let alone eight better teams than them with a few injuries. I like this view on it because I, I try and be positive and I, I like every team doing well. Johnny Hookham says, be great to see someone else that hasn't made the eight in a while take their place. And I, he's not agreeing, he's not disagreeing, he's just saying, hey, guys, this gives another side an opportunity. A bit of change would be nice, Andy. Uh, going through the comments, it's just such a mixed reaction. Uh, Plan M83, I picked the Storm to miss the eight. He goes on to agree. Uh, Punts and Ladders says, the Storm have no season-ending injuries. They have more than enough class and depth to make the eight this year. This is a shocking call, mate, but I stand by it, Andy. I just look at this growing injury list, and you could probably make the argument for most teams, but for the Storm, we are so accustomed to them being within that top four. But if another key player goes down, Andy, I'll wear it if I'm wrong but I think the Storm are going to struggle a lot this year. Mate, it's almost their history coming back to haunt them. As you said, we expect them to be in the top four. And apart from the Roosters over the last couple of years, and I guess Penrith now, no other side has that much expectation upon them. We're going to end with this one from Vinny Bennett, one of your top fans. It's definitely getting scary at Melbourne as a supporter. I believe we can still make the eight and play finals, but any more serious injuries to key players will definitely start setting alarms off. Clarky, always a pleasure. I really like the call this week, and we are going to be looking at the storm really, really carefully over the next couple of weeks and we will catch you next week.
Okay, every week on the Rugby League Superpod, we're featuring and promoting a supporter page. This week, it's the Parramatta Reels Fan Club, and it's run by Parramatta Profit. We love the Profit. And their question this week to um, the crew was, you can bring back one eel from the 70s, one from the 80s, and one from the 90s and slot them into this 2023 side. Who do you select and why? Now, Brendan Thorpe said, 70s Mick Cronin. We need a quality centre. They simply don't get any better. 80s Brett Kenny. Simply put, the greatest Talesa boot. And 90s Nathan Hindmarsh. Again, need a quality back rower and they don't get much better. Paul Herring. Also said Cronin, Kenny and Hindmarsh. Here's a good one from Dave Johnston. Uh, 70s Ray Higgs, he never took a backward step. He'd add starch to the current pack. 80s Eric Growth would score tries for fun in the modern game, 100%. And in the 90s, Nathan Kalis always led from the front and he would lead this current pack around. Jeff Jamison had Steve Edge from the 80s, a great hooker, a great captain that certainly know how to lead a team. And in Steve Edge's record over the Dragons and the Eels, Absolutely amazing. A lot of support for Cronin, Growth and Hindmarsh. Uh, some Ray Higgs fans there, Darren Crane. Adam Flyer said 70's the crow. His centre position is waiting for him, in brackets, W. Blake. 1980's Mr. Perpetual Motion. He's talking about Ray Price. Strong forward with carries that are way better than any forward from this era in this team. And 90's Luke Burt on the wing. So some really cool comments from the crew at Para Eels Fan Club. They're a mad Eels lot on Facebook. Check them out. Really good crew. The Dream Team episodes are next level. You can listen to them anytime because they don't date, and I reckon you disagree with all of them. It's the ultimate argument starter. Who's in your Dream Team? You can pick any player from any era, any team, and then combine them. You're the coach. Here's a couple of positional choices from some of the game's best. Let's start with the great Peter Sterling. Well, I'm going to have to make a bit of a, and it hurts me to do so, but I'm going to have to play Brett yeah. Kenny in the centres to accommodate someone else shortly. Um, but Brett, the most naturally gifted footballer I think I've ever seen. Mm. Um, you know, I was blessed to play inside him for something like 10 years and saw him do things in the game that only the true champions do. Yeah. Um, uh, if he if he hadn't have been a great rugby league player, he would have been probably Australia's best baseball player. He was like was his, he that good? Yeah, his, his father, I think Alan was. Yeah. His, his name was a was a very good baseballer, and um, uh, he showed great potential as a young um, sports wow. person to, to go on and play baseball. Fortunately for us, he chose. But I think that comes back to his hand eye coordination, yes. um, his spontaneity. Mm. Um, yeah, just you know, just well, he scores double tries in three straight grand yeah. finals, it says something, and then have two disallowed in another one. It's amazing, isn't um, it? And you go back and have a look at the, the big games that he played in, the influence that he had and the amount of times that he was, mm. you know, someone who got the ball over the line. Um, yeah, he, he's he's the most naturally gifted player I've ever seen. Yeah. Kind of half me to look to leave the crow, you know, have the crow in the side. Yeah. Um, because of the influence that he had on the young Parramatta players coming through. Yep. Uh, like Eric, like Brett, um, like Steve Yeller, uh, myself, uh, it, it, profound. 
to come in and, and get his mm. guidance and experience and to feed off that to a stage where we could actually take the baton on from him. Um, so, yeah, Mick Cronin and just kind of enigmatic, isn't it, where never left Gerringong, um, went on to, to, you know, represent his country mm. from a sleepy little town on the south coast. Uh, and played at the one club despite mammoth offers to go elsewhere. We all know that John Singleton offered him a, a truckload to go and play for Newtown, yeah. uh, fly him up and back by the helicopter, but the Crow, he just – he was happy where he was. Mm. So um, Mick Cronin just in front of Steve Rogers, who kind of when I look at Steve Rogers, very similar the way that he played to, to a Brett Kenny, just so yeah. athletic and such grace and poise. But I, I think Mick Crone, and again, it's a personal thing just because of the influence that he had. You won't get many arguments there. So Brett and Mick in the centres. Up next, a very confused Steve Price. Uh, there, was, there was some really easy ones, yeah. just guys that I really enjoyed playing with and guys that I you know, found it hard to play against yeah. that um, were pretty easy choices. And then there was guys who were superstars that, um, didn't make the team, which was hard. But um, yeah, and there's a couple of mates there that aren't in the team either, which blow ups. Really, yeah, they'll yeah. they'll let me know. Yeah, but, yeah, can't fit everyone. In. Now, mate, it mustn't have been too easy because you said, okay, I'll do the thirteen. Then you messaged me saying, how about seventeen? And yeah. I've turned up and you've said, I've got a squad of twenty four. <laughs> Yeah, we're in COVID, mate, so... There you go. Well, you need a squad. You do. Plenty of episodes of Dream Team with some of the biggest names in footy, some cracking lists and explanations as well. Check the back catalogue of episodes and rip in. You can listen to our podcast episodes or interviews at any time because none of them ever date, ever. Here's a little bit of Greg Bird from his Legends Series interview. It is amazing how us spectators view the game and the players within. When our team, whoever that team was, was playing you and the Sharks or you and the Titans, we didn't like you. You, you were the, the poster boy of what we were playing against. You played for New South Wales or Australia and you were our favourite and our first bloke picked. All the changes is the jersey. You didn't change your style. Uh, I think that's actually a sign of respect from the rugby league community that you're our enemy this week, but if you're playing for the state or country, Birdie, come on in. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, early on in my career, I remember you know going to places like Parramatta and they're quite vocal crowds, South Sydney. Um, you, you play at these places like uh, which is a dead set go track. Yeah. Um, you go to these places and it'd be it'd be pretty, like it'd be tough, it'd be tough. Like you'd, you'd cop abuse, you got personal abuse. Yep. Um, it'd be, you know, there'd be people spitting over the fence and yeah, things like yeah. this. This is things that I just didn't think happened in rugby, well, in professional rugby league, in, in yeah. NRL. You know, you see it in the bush and things like that happen all the time. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're quite hostile um, places. And mm. before I was at New South Wales, I was enemy number one and then you get picked in New South Wales and got a couple of MOMs and, People started liking me in the Absolutely. state, so those places, um, you know, didn't weren't weren't so hostile. They were quite, you know, yeah. sometimes they were, um, but you know, they were a little bit, little bit more uh, respectful because you know I was going out and representing them for the, with the Blues. Are you a mentally strong bloke? Uh, not so much on the field, off the field, because you had your your off field headlines. You were tested. 
publicly too, and that's that's part of being a sportsman, uh, an elite sportsman. You you end up living your life under the public spotlight. Are you a mentally strong bloke? Do you have to be to deal with that? Um, oh, I'll probably say no. I'm not made up. You know, like, it did hurt me. Um, you know, when you're reading headlines and things like this, and you know, I tried to be strong for my wife and mm. and. Um, to you know, try to tell her that it's not going to be this bad, or yeah. or my family, or my friends, because you know, like I do have that that image of of yeah. being the tough guy. That was that was that. I, but you know, it did hurt. Um, there was a lot of dark days in football for me, um, and made I'm not being the victim. I, I brought a lot of a lot of them on. Yeah. I understand that. Um, and. Um, you know, there were some dark days. There were some tough times. And another guy that's joined us on the podcast really early on, the Coltrane, Dave Taylor. Awesome interview, this one. Did you enjoy living on the Gold Coast as a, as a place to live or not particularly? Not your scene. Or very your scene. <laughs> yeah, that's my scene. Yeah, that's <laughs> your scene. Yeah. Did you enjoy playing for the club? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – it's close to one of my favourite – Couple of years playing NRL, the the crew there was really good. Nate, Birdie, um, Bowie, Floon, all them boys. We were we were really close, um, closer than what I've ever been with any mm. other sort of uh, footy players in in other clubs. So it was it was sort of like a bit of a family feel, and yeah, we although we didn't um, we didn't get the results we wanted. I thought we did play some really good football at the time. Yep. We were in attention to sort of make um, semi-finals and that, but just couldn't deliver. In 2014, you were one of seven players that got in trouble off the field. It was headline news. Did you feel like your entire world collapses in, in one afternoon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was... Um, it was a bit, a bit of a wake up call. I wouldn't say wake up call because it was sort of, it was a one weekend thing that sort of got us in trouble. Yep. But um, it was, uh, yeah, definitely, life definitely sort of went downhill for a few years after that one. Any episode, any time, download the lot of them, legends. We've got you covered. Here's a short interview with Nico Hines from 18 months ago. On August 11, 2019, our guest made his NRL debut for the Melbourne Storm. Nico Hines, let's go back to that day. What are your best memories of it? Um, oh, just being in my hometown, I guess, and yeah. having looking, look, running onto the field and looking down the end of the field and having a whole section of like, my best mates and family I'm um, sitting there cheering on for me and kind of gives me a bit of uh, goosebumps now thinking about it, to be honest. And then after the game, I ran over and jumped into the into my brother's arms pretty much into the crowd. And, um, yeah, it's a very surreal feeling and something that I'll uh, hold very close to my heart and I'll never forget. For a young guy that is playing with the Melbourne Storm and debuts with the Melbourne Storm, there's a one in two chance, I guess, that your debut is going to actually be in Melbourne. To have it in your hometown, the Central Coast, it was almost like it was meant to be. Yeah, that's what I um, that's what I say to my, my family. Actually, all the stars aligned that day. And yeah. I remember when I first went down for the preseason uh, in, for the storm. I actually told the story when my brother handed my jersey to me. Um, 
I was only meant to go down there for a preseason, wasn't signed at the time, and then the draw came out, um, and I seen that game South against Storm at Central Coast Stadium was like later in the year, and I was like, rang my brother straight away. I said, look at the draw. I said, man, I, I want to, I'm going to be picked for that game. I want to make sure I'm picked for that game, and then come closer to it. I didn't think it was going to happen, and then it turns out it ended up happening, and there I was running out on Central Coast Stadium where I played a fair bit of my juniors as well. So um, yeah, I. I still pinch myself about it, to be honest, like running out there in my hometown and in front of my home, all my best friends and family, you know, it's just, it's just a perfect fairy tale, I guess. It was. And there was a huge Nico Hines fan club there that day. And they were all a little on the loose side. They'd been enjoying themselves. <laughs> Mate, um, it was your brother that presented the jersey to you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I didn't know he was going to do it because me, my mum, my dad, brother, stepmom and my uh, brother's wife was there and they were outside at the time and I didn't know he was going to walk through with the jersey and ended up being my brother, which is uh, pretty special and it was special for him and he, he's helped me out um, a hell of a lot through my short career and, and getting to the NRL and so is my dad. So didn't know which one was going to happen, but it ended up being my brother and I was yeah, grateful for that. I reckon that is enormous. Great day, great memories. Many more to come, I reckon. Thanks for dropping in, Nico. No worries. <laughs> Dallas Johnson has been poleaxed a couple of times in his most recent Origin matches. As I said earlier, wearing the headgear tonight. Quickly across the line, Harrison on. Inglis with the fin, the big fin from Inglis. Steps over the 40, over the 30, draws the last line. And Darius Boyd will go all the way. Queensland get the first try of the night. Underboo Darius Boyd. There's a handful of guys, actually probably more than a handful, that will remember 2022 as a cracking year, a breakout year, if you like. One of them has joined us on the Rugby League Superpod, Kobe Hetherington. What stands out for you about 2022, mate? Um, I'd probably just say our um, sort of our bond, you know, especially towards the start of the year. We, um, you know, Kevy's got us coming real close together, and uh, and everyone just you know is loving it at the club at the moment, and. Everyone's gelling really good. It's a shame that it ended the way it did, but uh, I really think we're building something. And if we can sort of all us young fellas stay together, then, you know, hopefully we keep getting better and better each year. But, yeah, I'd just probably say everyone's just coming together and being a lot more close. I know you'd be pissed you didn't play finals, and you all would be. Uh, are you happy with your game? Yeah, um, yeah, that was my first, that was my first full NRL season. So, yeah, um, yeah I was, you know, I was pretty happy. I've obviously obviously got a lot to learn, and it's good. That's a good learning curve to play. I think I missed the first and last game, so yep. I pretty much played every game. Uh, it's good to get a taste of that sort of full NRL season. It's um it's tough on the body, but yeah, I learned heaps from it. And you played a lot, a most of your juniors as a hooker, like Dad. I'm guessing you outgrew the jersey because you're a big unit. Is, is that pretty much the case? You outgrew the number nine. Yeah, it's, I was getting sore backs at training for bending over and passing <laughs> the footy, but. <laughs> no, nah, I just yeah, I just grew out of it. I like yeah, you know, I like being in the middle and sniffing around and sort of yeah, working hard, tackling everything and just yeah, and running hard. So um, yeah, it's sort of it's good that I played hooker though because that taught me how to how to pass really as a young fella. But um, yeah, I, I do like that lock a lot better. What's the biggest challenge in changing position? Uh, what's been the hardest to get used to? Um, probably when I first went to lock is just you know all the plays. Like when you're hooky, you just feed it to whoever calls the ball. But when you're actually 
either first receiver, second receiver out, out running a decoy line. You just got to know all the plays and uh, run the right line, all your timing, probably all that sort of stuff um, is the hardest part because hooker and lock, they're sort of similar. You just tackle hard and, yeah, run. Appreciate you dropping in, mate. Let the old boy know it's his shout next time I see him, will you? <laughs> will do, mate. Want the ultimate unfiltered message for your mates? I'll say anything you want. Ripping heads off and shitting down necks all day long. Find me on Swish at swish.com. Yep, time for serious shit. We need to know. We parked the footy talk for a few minutes. We're going to find out a whole lot more about the players off the field. Joining us this week from the Cronulla Sharks, Jack Williams has dropped in on the podcast. Mate, I'm going to give you two options. You simply pick which one is you. Let's start with meat pie or sausage roll. Pie. Kissing, eyes open or shut. Oh, shut, surely. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Beer yeah. or wine? Beers. City or country? Country. Summer or winter? So this is one I'm torn with. Oh, I'm going to go winter. Okay, let's pretend your wife Meg's not listening. Looks or personality? And I'm, I, I'm going to go personality. I've, I've got a looker, but I, I love her personality, and um, I'm obviously not the best sort, so I've got to go... <laughs> Hamburger or Schnitty Burger? Oh, Schnitty Burger. Sleeping pyjamas or nude? About 50-50. Okay, 50-50. In the car, radio or podcast? Podcast. Cardio or weights? Weights. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh, fuck, there you go. Right on time. (laughs) (laughs) Bath or shower? Uh, Shower. Now the big one, on the dunny, folder or scruncher? Uh, folder. Have to be. Scrunches are animals. <laughs> Thanks for being a good sport legend. Chat again throughout the year. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Having a bet on sport or racing this week? Top this. With literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you covered. Whether you're into soccer, cricket, basketball, or want to try your hand on the horses, harness, or even greyhounds, there's something for everyone. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. To the guy with the golden voice that does the top sport ads, it just makes this average voice sound so much worse. Joining us from Top Sport, the CEO, Tristan Merlihan, two rounds down. There is so much footy to go, but already huge fluctuations in the markets. Manly is the new in thing. Everyone's supporting the Dolphins. We're off the Tigers. We're off the Knights. I think we're all over the place at the moment. Oh, we absolutely are. And, yeah, just to get a, a voice in here to, to match your dulcet tones, I'll uh, <laughs> run, run through a couple of the uh, the prices. But, yeah, it's been a probably been the hardest start of the season to price uh, matches up, I've experienced, for many years. And there, there, there's a number of reasons for that. We've seen the Dolphins um, go a lot better than expectation. Yep. We've seen, you know, Penrith probably slightly dip off, but then they bounced back last week. Melbourne, we're not certain where they sit at the moment. And then the other um, X factor we've got, which we haven't had to – 
I've delved into for many years is, is teams coming off a bye. And um, we've got Manly, where they were ultra impressive in, in week one. The Bulldogs franked that form, and now you know, some people sort of half forgot about them because they are on the bye last week. So it sets up for a fascinating opening game of the competition, of the round, should I say, where the Seagulls are three-and-a-half-point favourites against the Eels, uh, who obviously are desperate to get a win on the board after starting the season with two tight losses. Unbelievable to think we're into round three and the Dolphins are $1.52 to beat the Newcastle Knights. I mean, just amazing. Amazing. And they've been absolutely smashed at the two and a half. They were eighty to start the at the start of the weekend. They've yep. gone dollar eighty two and a half out to four and a half now. And the Dolphins are into a dollar fifty-two to win the match. Obviously, the Knights are down on troops. They've got a lot of players out, but Sometimes you just get the feeling that a win that they had against all odds there against the Tigers might res- put a bit of resolve into those players. They've still got a lot of hard and pros there, and uh, the Dolphins, they're going to have a different set of expectations on them this mm. game when they're going into a match's favourite. So very, very exciting one to see how that one plays out. A constant for us fans and, and for the bookmakers has been the Melbourne Storm for so many years. Question mark over them. Uh, is there any significant money for the Storm to miss the four, miss the eight and uh, and, and fade away a little? Yeah, well, they were probably the, the biggest price they've been to make the four for a long period of time uh, at the start of the season. And and I don't think uh, that's the, the, the start of their year, with, especially with the injury concerns, it's helped. So they're actually $1.65 to miss the four now, which is probably as short as they've been for mm. a long time. To miss the eight, they're still $3.90. I think you'd expect that they're probably still going to make that top eight, but they certainly aren't the side that they were a couple of years ago. I think Ken Munster dragged them over the line in week one. Uh, he wasn't there week two, and they obviously battled. This yep. will be a, a test because storm of years gone by when they uh, when they lose a game in, in the fashion they lost last weekend, they always come out all guns blazing, but have they got the troops to be able to do that? At least they get a few back this weekend. When you check out the Top Sports site at uh, topsport.com.au or you've downloaded the app, check out Rugby League NRL 2023 Futures Markets and NRL Top Point Scorers. Uh, Ruben Garrick at $4, Latrell Mitchell $4.60, Sam Walker at $5, Valentine Holmes and Nathan Cleary at seven and seven fifty dollars apiece, I think are incredible value. But uh, what we're looking here, we're looking for a goal kicker who's who's going to add the twos, a goal kicker that's going to, you know, multiply with the fours and that list of top six or seven, um, if they play 90% of games, they're right in this. Yeah, and, and just to, to enhance what you've just said, you're also looking at a team that's going to score a lot of points as well. So. Yeah. The, 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 the teams that are up the top of the leaderboard or the expectation, um, they are the the, the favoured options here. And and I think, yeah, Ruben Garrick, he's come into favourite um, on the back of obviously Manly performing over expectation early, on the back of him likely going to score plenty of tries and kick plenty of goals. So he is the favourite. But as you say, Nathan Cleary, uh, if Penrith can get get their uh, attack back and going, 750. Even someone like Mitch Moses, obviously the Eels have started slowly. But sometimes you're looking at the the market to bounce back a little bit here. And mm. they were expected to start slow. They've got a very, very tough draw to start the season. But at $12, if Parra can get a run going, we know they can be electrifying an attack. And they have scored plenty of points to start the season, despite going down uh, in both games. So there's plenty of different options there. And Jermaine Asako, he's at $21. Uh, 
he, he's, he started the season with plenty of points as well. So check it all out. There's plenty of different options there. We've got a stack of different markets up and uh, gives you an interest throughout the whole season. Hey, buddy, um, Top Sport are giving us a $100 free bet each week to go to charity. We've chosen the Ricky Stewart Foundation as we did last week. We've got a three-legger for you this week, mate. We've got uh, the Newcastle Knights and the Dolphins to score under 39.5 total points. I just don't know if the points are in these two footy sides at the moment. I think both coaches will be looking to be a little conservative, um, and I think 39.5 and and under is a good bet. And I'd like the two Queensland sides, the Cowboys minus 9.5, and the Brisbane Broncos, minus 11.5. The Warriors, as it has been for a decade now, still a little question mark there. So what are we looking at, buddy, for our free bet for the Ricky Stewart Foundation? Yeah, that gets it up to $6.68. We've got the under 39.5 in the Knights-Dolphin game, the Cowboys minus 9.5, and the Broncos minus 11.5. So it'd be a nice little uh, kick into the can if we can get that result up. I hope to kick into the can because uh, last week, absolutely disgraceful. I am hanging my head in shame to the point, uh, Tristan, you will be taking over next week if uh, if this doesn't even get remotely close. As always, a gamble responsibly, legends, please check out topsport.com.au. Even better, download the app. I'm going to tell you this again, best markets, most markets, best prices, best service, and you can come up with your own bet, your own multi-bet. All you've got to do is join up, contact support, feed them the information that you like. They'll come up with a market. They'll let you on for heaps. And that is the guarantee from Top Sport and Unfiltered. Wonderful supporters of ours. We love them. And Tristan, we love you that much. We're going to get you back next week and we're going to do it all again. Have a cracking weekend. Hey, very quickly, anything for the slipper? Well, the slipper looks really, really wide open. I'm, I'm looking at a little bit of value in the race. Uh, I, I think go with your own gut, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna lob on something, it's gonna be the 15 Steel City at around about the 13. dollars It was ultra impressive last start. I think this is a very, very high quality affair, very open. So go for a little bit of value is my, my advice. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's start with the Jewel International, a big Lotte Tekiri. From Anthony and Kuparu, and I reckon this is the best question I've had yet. Yep. I'm studying journalism. I want to know about the mainstream media. How difficult is it to trust them and work with them? <laughs> and if you're offering advice to a guy that's looking at following that path, how should I best be dealing with an athlete? Oh, that's a tough one, mate. That's a tough one. Because most are out to get you, if we're going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, they are. They are. And, you know, at the end of the day, what sells is probably a bit of controversy. Yep. Uh, the good news stories, you know, don't really sort of sell and there's a lot of those you go into the children's hospital or Gordon Tallis doing charity work it doesn't yeah. end up on the doesn't front end up page on of front. the mail. yeah it doesn't end up there uh, what will I say I, I guess it's a tough one mate because you know as you know mate you, you, you're an ex-journo uh, you're governed by your editor and what he wants this is what I want this week, bang, bang, bang. We're probably doing all that meetings. 
Um, but I'll, I'll probably say maybe stick with your integrity. Um, if you have a, you know, if you have a good relationship with a player, um, if and things if things will happen or if they won't, probably be honest with him and say you know or give him give him some warning. You know, the stuff is going to come out. So he's looking after you too. I and quite often get this and I say loyalty, respect, integrity, but it's got to go both ways. So yeah. it, it means treating you guys as you would expect to be treated, yeah. not looking down on you, not looking up at you. Yeah. But if you if you form that base of loyalty, honesty, integrity, I mean, I guess their value is not just in professional life, that's personal life as well. But yep. I always see that as a good start to journalism. The there sad thing is so many blokes are out there just to chop you. It's, you know, it's hard yeah. for you guys to trust. Mate, it is, and especially with so many outlets these days. Like everyone now is not – I'm not bagging all the journos, but it's easy to be – Absolutely. Uh, like the same, the same, you go on – you know, all the social feeds, everyone's got a page. And becomes a journalist. And becomes a journalist. And you don't even know what's going on. on their camera. Yep. And, you know, what does, what's his name say? I, that quote from Denzel Washington, I think it maybe might not even be his quote. But, you know, I, I think the pressure to be first rather than. Than right. Than right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it so is true. right. It is where we are. And then it's Ben Hannant answering your questions. Last one, it's from Trent at Sunnybank. Is there one team, one coach or one player you didn't play for, under or with that you wished you had the chance to? Yeah, Craig Bellamy. I just yep. think he's amazing. The, 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 the leadership that he, that he brings, Yeah, not just him, he's the whole organisation around him from the CEO down to the captain of the, their club to their senior players. The leadership he brings is unbelievable. Yep. Bring that with the direction he brings to the club on and off the field mm. and through his senior player group. And the, he's, he's the mastermind. He's the conductor that does yep. all this. And the third thing that I'm most impressed with is, is how he holds himself and his team and his club accountable. Mm. How often do you see the Melbourne Storm lose back-to-back games? Yeah. How often do you see them lose anything back-to-back? There's there's someone when they make mistakes, they put their hand up and own it. I think in life a lot of people, not just footy players, a lot of people in life – Make excuses when things go wrong. Yeah. Blame others, or you know, certain circumstances are the reason yep. behind something. Melbourne Storm are the complete opposite, and this starts with their senior players. But their number one senior player, the their best person there is Craig Bellamy. He holds him so accountable, and that the club hold each other accountable. And that's what we need more Craig Bellamy's mm-hmm. in our game. That is Q and A with the great man Benny Hanna dropping in. Thanks, legend. Keep well. Thanks, Andy. Aussie footy shorts, footy shorts with pockets. Hear that? Footy shorts with pockets. Get into them, legends. They're the grouse. Footy-shorts.com.au Our Aussie footy shorts question of the week is, any player, past or present, swap the first letter of their Christian name with the first letter of their surname? Who's got the best new name? Does anyone sound like a serial killer? Maybe a porn star? Who you got? Who you got? What you got? Question, what's the greatest sound in the world? But what's better than cracking a coldie? Cracking half a dozen. This is Six Pack of Superstars revealing our top six. 
Love me a six-pack. Who doesn't? Here's a cracking six-pack with North Queensland cowboy Griffin Neem. He's been asked to name his greatest six Kiwis ever. Sounds easy, mate, but picking just six, wow. Um, tough list. Yeah, that's a that's a tough list. There's been that many Kiwis in the days. Uh, I remember growing up, there's been some um, some incredible Kiwis. Um, but, yeah, I think my number one would have to be uh, Benji Marshall. Yeah. Just he's... He's yeah, he's unreal. I'm mean, watching him as a little fella. I wasn't a back or anything, but watching him, I wish I was. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I think number two, uh, probably my biggest idol growing up, Sonny Bill Williams. Yep, he'd be there. Absolute um, beast, yeah. wasn't he? Absolute beast. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a player I wanted to be when I was growing up. I remember that year he played at the Roosters. That was when I started to get a bit older that year. Um, I just wanted to be just like him. Yeah, he was he was something else. Love it. Yeah. That's uh that's a great first two, Benji and Sonny. Who else makes the list, mate? I have to put Ruben Wiki there. Oh yeah, the big Rubes. Yeah, he's a he's a freak. He's crazy. I wish I could run the ball like he used to. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's. I couldn't leave him out. He's one of the best. Absolutely, and still looks like he could run around these days. He's got a gym over there in South Auckland, and he looks a million dollars, big Ruby. And I know he listens he to does. every podcast. <laughs> Hello, champion. We love you. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. He is a beast. Okay, Ruben Wiki. Who else? And then I have to put little Stacey Jones, yeah. little general. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't leave them out. No, um, just amazing. Yeah. And then the last two, my next one, I'm going to say Jared Warrior Hargroves. Yeah. Because he's, he's still playing, but I, I remember when he first came in as a youngster um, and he just took on the whole Australian forward pack. And, you bet. Um, yeah, it's something I want to do one day. Um, yeah, so he's in there. And then my last one, I can't leave him out. <clears throat> I have to put Quinton Ponga. Oh, yeah. Fellow, fellow coaster. I have to put him in. I can't leave him out. Um, yeah, he was, he was great. And, um, he'll still be in my top six forever, I reckon. Yeah. And a lot of people's in the world is uh, a poorer place and a sadder place. Uh, sadly, without Quentin Pongia here. Mate, Jared Warrior Hargreaves is a front rower in your list. Uh, you mentioned he just took on the Aussie packs and just he absolutely just ripped and teared, and there's still room for that in the game, isn't there? The front rower, uh, you know, you can't punch, you can't do this, you can't do that, but you can still intimidate and get super physical. Yeah, yeah. If you know, I try to be in my game nice and aggressive, so, um, yeah, it's Try to take some stuff from his game and bring it to mine. Thanks for dropping in for a six-pack. Next time in Townsville, we might actually open a different six-pack. Uh, relax, talk a little bit of footy, a little bit of nonsense as well, mate. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening 
and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. And if being polite doesn't work, maybe bribery will. One lucky reviewer wins an unfiltered trucker's hat every week. This week's winner of the unfiltered cap is Travis Duncan. Thanks for your sweet review on Apple Podcasts. You're getting a trucker's cap legend. And we're done on another episode of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends and not about them. If you're enjoying the content, tell your mates, tell your Uber driver, the bloke at work, even your in-laws, whoever. Spread the word, legends. Everyone's welcome here. Be staunch and help your old mate out. Throw a five-star rating and review on the app you're listening on. I'm giving out free wristies for that one too. It's time for the weekend. Time to grab a pizza, open a couple of coldies, have a crack on the punt. Don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Thank you.